0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie.
1: From the old National Bank State Street studio,
0: you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears.
1: ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago,
0: a good karma brand's radio station. This is what you've been waiting for. It is Friday at five in the middle of the summer. All right. And uh, football is here. That's what you've been waiting for, too. Your bear season is just about here. And it's something that we've been waiting for for a long, long time. We are your home for Chicago Bears football. We cannot wait to deliver it to you. And it will start tomorrow. I mean, it's been underway for a while. We have been bringing you to Hallis Hall nearly daily at training camp. Um, we have been bringing you shows um, with the fans. We have been bringing you inside Hallis Hall. And this will be the first time that we bring you an actual game. And we will do that tomorrow. It starts at 8 in the morning with Black and Abdallah, the network pregame show with Dion and me. And then we, you will hear during that pregame show, you'll hear from Joniak and Thayer and, and Jason McKee and Courtney Cronin. Is there any special, like, segments you can tease for tomorrow's program? There will be, I think, something that everyone loves when we met yesterday um, that will resemble something that we do, like, crosstalk talk um, with everybody on the broadcast at once. Nice. With the booth, with um, the pregame show, and J-Mac as well. And and it will be great interaction. You're also going to hear from Eberflus and Poles on the pregame show. That's cool. We'll react to that, and we will take calls. Like again, the, 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 none of this happens without Bears fans. So. Don't think that this is us talking to you. This is us talking with you. Eddie on the north side is going to be your first caller. Eddie, let's bring it on. Like, call us tomorrow. Call us and react. Call us and give us your thoughts. Don't forget the post-game show, too. We'll take your phone calls. Um, There were many layers to that. So 312-332-3776, this is about you, the fans. So we want to hear from you. And and don't forget... um, Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. Um, they will bring you Chicago Bears football. We are very excited. They're going to bring you Football Fest. Don't forget that. Tickets are still on sale, too, on August 27th. Football Fest at uh, Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. Do I need to bring my Theragun with me? Your what? Theragun. Oh, I thought you said a Theragun.
2: No. No, I'm not going to take care of Thera for you. You're on your own
0: there. That, 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 yeah. I thought no. that was like a no. new thing. gun. Thera gun. Because you offered for a certain
2: number of people that actually bought their tickets that you would actually give them a TheraGun yeah, massage. Danny,
0: did we sell the extra tickets that we said that I we to? He was listening. He thought we were talking bad about him. He texted
2: us accusing us. You know, the only thing we said about him earlier today was when the whole journey began as we tried to become the home of the Bears, that Danny was the constant voice of positivity, and he always thought
0: optimistically
2: that the the deal would
0: come through. That's the only thing we've said. He was the Liam Hendricks of the group. Liam Hendricks was saying that, not everyone approaches his job from an optimistic standpoint. Yeah. Danny in the pursuit of the bears was the optimistic right. one. I mean, he needs to clear the we, dirt out of his ears. We talk a lot of smack about Zetterman. We did no, not we talk. Don't. Yes we do. No we do. not We haven't talked any smack about him today. Not
2: to his face we don't. We talk well, I don't think we've said anything bad not about today. him. Not today. I don't think we usually ever say anything bad sure about him. Sure we do. Him. What do we say? What was the last thing we, we said about him? We talk a lot him? of smack about Zetterman. Do we?
0: Yes. Well, have you not been here?
2: I try not to be we here. We
0: talk smack to his face. We smack, talk smack behind his back on the show. We do it all. But today we have not. We have only said good things about him. Yeah. We're well-rounded in that regard. I don't recall the last time we besmirched him on the air. Not today, it was not I know. I don't remember it all this week. Um, so... Buy your yeah, tickets. So yeah, buy your tickets. Thank you for reminding You're me. Welcome. Hard Rock Casino Northern Indiana dot com or Ticketmaster. August twenty seventh. Speaking of Joni and Thayer, it's their first football fest. Um, Adam Schefter, Field Yates will give you presentations on football. It's not just fantasy football. Remember, this is about Bears football. This is about the NFL. This is about gambling. And also fantasy football. Barstool Big Cat will be there. Jay Mack will be there. This is going to be the biggest guest list. Tyler
2: Meller will be
0: there. Our whole ESPN 1000 crew. It's the largest crew we've ever had there. And our best guest list that we've ever had at this event. Can't wait for it. It is uh, Sunday, August 27th. So we can't wait uh, to to have so much fun this football season. If you want to react with us, three one two three three two three seven seven six. How much should everyone play tomorrow?
2: By the way, tonight also you'll get an opportunity if you'd like to see the uh, the League guys from up north. I believe the Packers are in action tonight.
0: I may tune that yeah. in. I think oh, I think we should. I think that's important to yeah, see. Yeah, get a little Love. scouting report
2: from the, uh, for the Packers. Tonight. I think he's
0: going to suck. <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 speak it into existence.
2: No, uh, by the way, obviously no mm. Joe Burrow, but he was running today uh, out at the stadium. So and throwing, look, yeah. he threw too. Yeah. So. Did you see
0: what the Bengals tweeted? No, they tweeted him throwing the football, and they said they tweeted, "Not today, but soon." Okay, good. So listen, the NFL yeah.
2: is better when Joe Burrow is up and, and, and doing his thing. Yeah, of course. You don't want backup quarterbacks playing in there. Although the- it's Trevor Simeon who, you know— No, you don't I'd want like, backup quarterbacks. No, I know, I know. But if there was a backup quarterback that I'd like to see play well, it'd be him.
0: Well, more so now that he's not in the Bears.
2: Well, correct. I mean, like, hey, let's just—while while Trevor's under center, I hope he has a good time, okay? I'll just leave it hey, at that. Have a good time, have Trevor. Have a good time, Trevor, and
0: do well. Michael in Winfield, you're on ESPN 1000, one of our number one Bears fans. What's up, Michael? What's up, fellas? Bears
3: is here. Oh, thank God. I've been waiting so long for it to come back. Thank God the Cubs have kind of held us uh, at bay here. Uh, but uh, first things is the whole Pete Alonso thing, if I would have known he would have hit 500 for like four home runs, I would have thrown Tucker Barnhart in my Trey Mancini trade. But, you know, I guess he's only on the block for a little bit. But for the Bears?
0: You really, I, wait, you, you we, speaking of we baseball, go, you where just threw us a curveball of all curveballs. What are you talking about with Pete Alonzo? <laughs> Pete Back, Alonzo wasn't
3: available. Trade deadline, I, call, I called you guys with a couple minutes oh, left. There's like right. 20 minutes left. And, and I I said, you know, uh, you know, throw in maybe Mervis and some uh, two, two prospects, you know, not nothing under time, but... You know, yeah. two prospects, I remember like that. Now. I said, Waddle. Waddle, do you Waddle remember? Waddle thought I said Mancini straight That's up. That's true, yeah. Um, Hold Verva on. Straight up, so yeah. then I said Mancini. Michael, but, Michael uh, was the
0: one who called us before the trade deadline <laughs> telling us that he thought Pete Alonzo was <laughs> on was the available, market. yeah. And we're like, and we I could have gotten was, him for like,
2: Trey Mancini. He wasn't available.
3: He wasn't. He, he, was, he was a little bit, but they wanted too much, so then they took him off. That's what I read.
0: What does that he was a little bit?
3: Uh, but as far as like the Bears, <laughs> I, I, I just want to see him just play. You know, I don't want, if he goes down the field and they go five for six and he throws a touchdown, okay, I'm good with that game one. Take him out. But if they go three and out and he doesn't look crisp and the offense doesn't look crisp, I, I mean, keep him in there. Keep him in there. It's like when you're ending your, your shoot around, you got to end on a swish. So you don't want to end the first game of preseason going, you know, say three for nine, you know, and looking like dog crap. So <laughs> brought I think You brought it you, you keep him in there until, you know, the offense looks medi- you know, mediocre. What if it takes until the
2: third quarter, Michael? Do you still want to see him there?
3: I mean, as long as it takes, right? I mean, you know, he's got to get his reps. He's got to, you know, D.J. Moore, Tyler Scott, all these people, you know, coming in, Tunyon. You know, you want to, I want them to hit game one running. I think they're going to blow people away. I'm thinking nine or more wins. Uh, but it starts in, in training camp. Starts in practice. You move it to training camp, practice, pre-games, and then the regular season. So, I don't know. I, I know people are a little skeptical and a, a little, you know, on the tippy-toes. What if he gets hurt? I mean, that's a gamble. I mean, that's a gamble any day. Yeah, it's meaningless, but, like, what if he got hurt in practice, getting ready for a game? You know, it's like if, you, if you're if you worried about getting hurt, you're going to get hurt. Just go out there and play, you know. And, and I, I personally think Justin Fields is going to have a, an awesome year, and the Bears are going to surprise a lot of people. But I don't want to see three three and out and then have him be done.
0: Thanks for, thanks I for I the wanted call, to know, I wanted to see how long you would keep going. Um, I love I, you guys, man. I love you, you, guys too you, you gotta, I got to be honest with you. If I'm coaching you up and I'm we're doing some film study – you're still in preseason form. You've got to step I, up into regular season form. It's preseason for everyone, pal. And that was yes, not a regular sir. season call right there. That was like a it mini was. camp call right there.
3: Uh, I got to amp it up. I got to get more excited and I got to be more. You're right. Yes. You're right. It's preseason. Come on. I fumbled the ball.
2: Yes, that was a bad OTA practice right there, Michael.
3: You know, my I've had a sore throat for like a month and a half. My hamstring's (laughs) a little sore. I'll get it right.
0: You got a sore throat for a month and a half? (laughs) Go see a doctor. Are you you just saying that,
3: or or is this true? Oh, it's from Step Brothers. Uh, (laughs) Brothers. uh, I love you guys. You know that. I got it, Michael. You guys guys are number one on the radio in my book. So God bless you. Thank you,
0: Michael. He talked me in a
2: circle there.
0: He had my head. He had like every reference in there, didn't he? He even used the tippy toe. The tippy toe. He went on his tippy toes. Mark, you got to beat that, buddy. Mark in Dublin. You're on ESPN 1000. Is that uh, Dublin, Ohio, or is that Dublin, Ireland?
4: It's Dublin, Ohio, boys. Right. How you doing? Yeah. What's up? Right down the street from Cincinnati, baby. You got that right, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, you guys. I love you guys here. Got a great show and. Uh, Listen to you guys for a long time and I love it. Uh, but uh, sorry, I was a little what? distracted. What water. do you mean, but"? I was watering my garden <laughs> anyway? How's your garden? Anyway,
2: how's your do- My garden sucks this year. How's what? your garden? I don't Mine, know
4: it's mine's not not doing too. Mine's doing okay, but the the Roma tomatoes look a little messed up. I don't know what's up with that.
0: You Got a, got a worm we'll, problem? We'll perhaps? work on that. What, a worm problem? Yeah, maybe the
4: worms get no, no the worms. No, no, yeah. there's no worms. There's no worms. I weeded it today, too. Yeah, anyway. So, you guys couldn't be more right. I mean, these Thank guys you. gotta play. They gotta play. I mean, what, what are they going to get hurt in week one? If you're worried about them getting hurt they could get hurt in week 1 just as easily as they could get well, hurt in but, but but I will say this preseason.
2: one. I will say this Mark the difference is in week 1 there is something on the line at the very least in preseason I totally there understand. Isn't. so but I'm I totally with you but, but I'm this with is you It's an
4: unproven product it's an unproven product you got to find out what what you got
2: yes and I think that because you've got so many different new faces in that huddle I mean even the basic stuff that you will do breaking the huddle making sure that guys aren't jumping the snap count, just everyone's doing their assignment. Like, the little things are important as well, and you can address some of those things. And, again, I will say this, and I think Tom Thayer kind of mimicked our thoughts earlier as well. Under no circumstances is Justin going to be allowed to run the football, okay? And if if something breaks down and the rush comes to you, throw it in the stands or throw it in the ground – but under no circumstances are we going to ask you to put yourself in harm's way any more than you have to.
4: Totally agree. And, um, by the way, can I just say one thing that's kind of petty, but it'll be fun anyway? Okay, do you think so? uh, You'll think so, too, wise guy. (laughs) You said, "Listen, (laughs) listen, Sylvie, you said, tune in for the Cubs versus the White Sox. On ESPN One Thousand, you're the carrier of the socks. We're crying out loud! You got to put them on the headline. You got to say it's socks versus the Cubs. No, this That's was for Marquee. No, I was reading this, from this ma- television presentation for, for Marquee
0: Sports Network. Uh, I was
4: reading the-, the spot for. Why do you guys even do that? What uh, tell them to go pound sand or no,
1: something? I- Whoa. 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 we appreciate
0: all of our partnerships.
4: Yes. I love you guys.
2: Thank right, you, Mark. Good luck with your
0: garden. <laughs> up. Wow. It's, uh, it's drinking time this early. It's like Bleckin' Abdallah's All Calls Welcome wow. today. Oof. Tyler, are you doing All Calls Welcome today? Yeah, Miller and I, yeah. yeah we'll, be, okay. we'll be letting everyone jump We've in. we started so. early.
2: Yeah. I think All Calls are welcome 24 7, aren't they? That's true. Yeah, I think they
0: welcome the crazy stuff. Monday through stuff. Friday. They, they <laughs> welcome the crazy stuff.
2: Again I'll go back to say what I, I mean look if, if you are concerned strictly about guys getting hurt, like Tom Ther said and I agree with him, I said you're, you're concerned about the wrong stuff if that's your your focal point. And again, I'm not asking them to go out there and expose themselves to any unnecessary risk that already you know more than than exists just playing the game. There are specific instructions. We're going to keep it simple. You've got new faces. You've got new guys. You've got a new center quarterback exchange. There are so many new things. And and illegal procedures were part of an issue in, in training camp at times. So even breaking the huddle and getting to the line of scrimmage and making sure that everyone's got their assignments and not jumping off sides, I mean, like, all of these things, they sound very, very basic, but they're important, especially for a young developing offense with new faces. So... I'm not suggesting that they should stay out there for the entire half. I'm not asking them to go through the full litany of plays in their playbook. Keep it simple. Ask your quarterback to, to err on the side of safety,
0: and let's just see if we can get the basic things done and break a sweat. Here's Luke I know uh, Justin Fields playing in the preseason.
5: Yeah, I think it just kind of falls back into the the chemistry thing, right? Getting that that group kind of for the first time and – uh, having that experience for the first time. I mean, we just talked about Darnell, just to put him in a uniform, get up, hear the cadence, hear the huddle call, hear cadence. All that stuff is invaluable, so let's go get a crack at it. Um, and um, it'll be good to, to just kind of get things started off the right way.
2: What I mean, it's, that's the simplest thing that you can say, right? I mean, what it's did
0: Patsy say, nine plays last year? Is that what they ran? I think so. I think that's what he said. So, I mean, it sounds like so basic, you're like, well, why would you even stress
2: that? Trust me. It's important. You know, you get new guys, all of that stuff. You're going to get ready for the game, you know, getting all of it, getting prepared to play for opening game of the season. This is valuable stuff. This is what uh, Luke Etsy
4: looks for in the preseason.
5: Yeah, I think so incremental is, is the way that I, I just believe in, just getting better. I do believe in that. I think a preseason game is hard to get too excited about or too frustrated about as well. So preseason is, is a different style. We're trying to do as, as good of a job as we can evaluating the guys that we have on the roster. Um, and so you're going you're gonna to do some different things. And so we want to make sure that we're able to do that. Now, it's still important that we, we follow our, our principles and you see that play style. That's what, you know, we want to make sure that that is evident on the tape. Uh, that better be evident on the tape, the way we're firing off the football, taking care of the football and the way that we finish. We want to do that better than anybody in the world. So that better be what we see in our uh, first week.
2: I mean, uh, he's basically giving you all the fundamentals of football. Yeah. And we need to do it. We're not a high school team. We're not a college team. We're an NFL team. But all of this stuff is still
0: important to us. And it's not new anymore. My offense isn't new anymore. It should be more of a reaction instead of more of thinking about where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. Now you're supposed to take it to the next level. And, and, and not turn the ball over and do that stupid you, stuff. You want them to be sharp and ready to play
2: opening game of the season against the Packers. I think we all do. So does the coaching staff. Yeah. So all of That's this demand. stuff needs to be taken care of and ironed out right now, so when you get to that opening game of the season, you're not making silly mistakes that you
0: could have addressed in preseason. That's like I just think when you go 0-6 in the division last year, the quickest recipe... To improving your season is by winning games against a weaker division, sure. right? I mean, isn't that the mo- the easiest way to get a lot better? Yeah, well, you and like, it
2: should be your focal point to get blanked by your division last year. Yeah, stings,
0: stings, and 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 the it, you're not playing in the NFC East. You're playing in the right now. The NFC North is one of the worst divisions in football. The South isn't so good either, but yes, I would say that the, the South North is, is... probably the worst. Yeah, I, the, I think if you go around the NFC, South is the worst. But the NFC North isn't that good.
2: No, I mean, you should be able to hold your own, and by hold your own, I would say that again, and, and you and I are on the same page here, I think that it should be your expectation that you split with your division this year after being blanked by them. When, a, when one game... Against each of your three opponents, division opponents, hopefully you win more than that. But it should be, your expectations should be no less than, than splitting right. with each of your opponents, and then uh, division like, opponents. And,
0: and I, my expectations are way higher than this, but if you win the same amount of games outside of your division as you did last year and split in the division... You've already doubled, doubled your win total by that simple formula. Yes, like you should win a lot more because the schedule is easier too. Like you play a lot of the teams who I believe is in your boat. We've we've talked about that. You should beat Washington. You gotta beat Washington this year. Sam Howell is their quarterback. Yeah, Arizona. Come on, this the year when they play Arizona two years ago. Here when they were more yeah. of a contending team. You've got to beat it, and it's late in the season when they play. Did Arizona, Arizona beat them last year or
2: two years ago?
0: Bears, yeah, Air- uh, two years ago. Yeah, years that's ago. what I thought. They came in, and it was earlier in the year, and they were playing good football then. Yeah, and and they beat sloppy
3: them. game, wasn't it? Sloppy. Yeah, it was, the weather was bad, bad, bad. Weather. Kyler Murray. The Bears really didn't. Yeah, put Bears much lost of a fight. 33-22. I think it was like it was like sixth or seventh game of the season. Yeah, right?
2: no, it was actually later. It was week oh, thirteen. Okay, yeah. Happened later in the season, but yeah, that wasn't much of a game. But yeah, I mean, look, we all know that the schedule, the strength of schedule when the season starts, it it vacillates at times. But yeah, I mean,
0: it, it should be a more manageable mm-hmm. schedule this year. Um, all right, so if you want to continue to weigh in on some Bears, three one two three three two three seven seven six, we all year have counted down the top twenty five greatest moments in Chicago sports. Over the last 25 years, since 1998, we have reached number one. And uh, we'll explain why we picked this number one, because we could have picked some others as number one. I think Waddle's pretty passionate on why. Like, I I went back and forth on it, but Waddle was very passionate why this was the number one choice for him. I'll let him explain that, and, and I think it's very convincing. Um and and we'll play you the highlights, and we'll relive this moment. We were both at this game, and we'll do that coming up next.
6: What's up? It's Tyler Rocky. Women's soccer is on the world stage, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Tyler to join today. How about a favorites parlay? Let's take France to win and England as well. That adds up to plus 143 when you put them together in that parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Tyler to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. You must be 21 and older and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets which expire in seven days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Remember the days when the engine was always revved and you were ready to go. Well, Blue Chew is here to help bring back the good old days and give you the confidence you need. when it's time to make that magic happen. Go to BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order.
1: 2023, a momentous year. The year ESPN 1000 turns 25 quarter century spent with Chicago sports fans and a lot of great moments through those 25 years in conjunction with those great moments we had to find a great partner and so we did Great Clips presents the 25 greatest
0: moments in Chicago sports during the history of ESPN 1000 number one we've made it to number one we started at number 25 Moments from 1998 through the end of 2022. and uh, should I'm I... proud of this list. You proud of this list? You want to do the entire list? No. Should I recap it, or should I just recap the top ten? No, oh, I think you should go through the whole thing. Okay. Number 25 was the Kim Noah triple overtime game dunk. That was game six against the Celtics. They lost that in seven. But that was that moment the United Center was rocking. Number 24, the Bears trading up for Justin Fields. Now will he turn out to be their franchise star quarterback. Number 23, Hosa out of the box, beating Nashville in overtime in 2010 in that first-round playoff series. It was a pivotal win in that series. Uh, Number 22, the Bears trading for Jay Cutler. Um, two first-round picks, April 2nd, tw- 2009. That truly produced a buzz. Unfortunately, it did it produced did, it, it, a 56-56 and 56
2: record, something like
0: that. Yeah, I think uh, right at 500. Number 21, uh, the Crownum game. Bears win on Monday Night Football in their Super Bowl year. Um, number 20, the Mark Burley perfect game. Remember the Dwayne Wise catch in there. Number 19, the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game. There were some who thought that the Kerry Wood strikeout game should be higher. I was not one of them. Uh, number 18, the Illini comeback win to get to the Final Four in Rosemont at the All-State Arena. What a game that was. Um, they were down, I think, 15 with like just over four minutes left. Number 17, the Sky winning the championship. Number 16, the B- White Sox blackout game win in 2008. It was game 163. Griffey with the throw. Tomey with a home run. Number 15, the Cubs win the wild card uh, against the Pirates and then eliminating the Cardinals in four games. That's when Jake told the Pirates he was going to give them the business and then gave them the business. 2015. Uh, number 14, the Bulls win the lottery and they get Derrick Rose. They had a small percent chance and they won it. Number 13, the great home run chase of 1998. Sammy Sosa hitting 66. Number 12, the Cubs getting Theo Epstein and it changed everything for the Cubs. Number 11, AJ Previnski's drop third strike in the ALCS in 2005. Number 10, Derek Rose winning the MVP um in the uh, 2010-11 season. And uh, number 9, the Hawks winning their third cup in 2015. Number 8, the Bears winning the NFC Championship in 2006. Number seven, the Cubs winning the 2016 pennant. First time since 1945, beating the Dodgers game six. Uh, Kyle Hendricks was sparkling in that game. Number six, Devin Hester returning uh, the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. Electric. For a touchdown again. Zoom in moment. Wasn't the entire game, but they're up 7 nothing. The high point of Bears football since them winning the Super Bowl 20. Um, number five, the Blackhawks, two goals in 17 seconds against the Bruins, game six, 2013. Number four, the White Sox winning the World Series in 2005, specifically that game two win. That's the uh, Canerco Grand Slam, the Pesednik walk-off. Number three, Patrick Kane's game winner beating the Flyers, ending the drought in 2010, first cup since uh, 1961. Overtime winner, where's the puck? Number two, this was the the debate. MJ's game winner. And the last couple of minutes on what he did. It's it's the layup, it's the steal, it's the little push off, a little push. little push. Little kiss. And then uh and then the the jumper and the bulls win their sixth championship at the Delta Center. That brings us to number one. And uh, let's play the highlights, and then we can explain why we uh, picked this number one. Um, I think everyone knows where we're going. Uh, We go back to a November day. Remember, this was not October. Mm -mm. This was, I believe, November 2nd, Mm -hmm. 2016. Game 7 of the World Series.
1: That's in the air to center. Back at the... Start Dexter Fowler, hello in game seven. One nothing, Chicago. High fly ball into right center. Davis came in, goes back, won't get there off the wall. In the score is Zobrist, and the lead is two. It's three to one. Lester, here's a fly ball into right center. Back at the wall, off the bat of Baez. a Shot into right by Rizzo. Bryant's gonna come around. The throw by Chisholm. Now, Kempnis. Another one. Bryant's safe, and it's 5 to 1. Ross flies one into center. Sends Davis back at the wall. It is gone. The 39 year old in his final game, David Ross, has made it 6 3. in the 10. That's a base hit. Rizzo scores. Zobrist is held 8-6 Chicago. Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Brian, the Cubs win for the World Series. Brian makes the play. It's over.
0: It ended the 108-year curse.
2: It's the most exciting sports event I've ever uh, attended. Now, again, I have not attended nearly as many as you have. I can't even begin to tell you, like, just the adrenaline rush that it produced. And I'm a, I was a, a non-biased, you know, v- viewer because I wasn't a fan of the the, the Cubs or the in, the Indians at the time. And it was just, it's the most electric thing I've ever experienced as as a spectator, ever. Unbelievable.
0: The highlights on Fox. Joe Buck calls it the uh, greatest baseball game he's ever called. Some call it the greatest baseball game ever played. And I think that's what swayed us. Like, the stakes that were involved, the two cities that had the drought forever, the Game 7, the back and forth on the way it went... Um That that Roger, Roger Davis, Davis
2: hit that home run. Yeah. I thought the entire building was coming to the ground.
0: Yes, include. I thought I was going to the ground. Yes, I thought you. I, were I don't as well. know how I would live through if they would have lost that game, I, and I don't think they ever would have won. I don't think they they. I still don't think they would have won the next year. Nor do I believe that they would have won uh, since then. But.
2: Do you also remember like so many things? And you know my memory sucks. It was Seventy degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Seventy it was, degrees I think in it November. Was
0: Seventy-two degrees at game time. Yeah.
2: Seventeen-minute rain
0: delay. Was it seventeen minutes? Yeah. I mean, or was uh, the
2: last time you've you've ever seen or heard
0: of a seventeen-minute rain delay? You haven't. So I mean, go through that. Like the world's a World Series game seven. First of all, starts off with a with a home, home run. run. Yeah, from Dexter okay. Fowler. So and then. In his last at bat, uh, David Ross, who then would eventually become the next manager, in his last at bat as a player, he finds a way to hit a home run. Yes, the Rajay Davis grand slam off of Chapman that would lead him to tears. Then, and then LeBron James on that jumbotron flexing my Shirtless. nemesis. Like I, it's bad enough. That I think my team's gonna blow it, and then I look up on that screen and there's LeBron flexing shirtless. Yeah. And then the seven, like you said, it starts raining, and I'm like, oh boy, now I gotta sit here and be tortured for the next two hours. Oh no, this is only gonna be 17 minutes. Unbelievable. We're only gonna give the Cubs just a break to catch the breath and to regroup. So Jason Hayward, who is really not a contributor at this point can give the team a speech and rally him back. And, oh, by the way, this guy who basically hasn't played the entire 2016 season, who's hitting over 400 in the World Series, he's going to lead off the 10th inning, and he's going to single to start the rally in Kyle Schwarber after the rain delay. You couldn't have written, uh, I mean, all of the things you've mentioned, like and then... You couldn't have written a better script. And then even though the Cubs did score a couple, and then you think, okay, they're going to win, the Indians still came back with one in the 10th. Mm-hmm. And they still, like, I was still scared blankless in that 10th inning that they were still going to blow it. And then Carmen goes, this guy can't hit. You're fine. You're fine. And then, you know, Brian slips throwing the ball, but still thankfully made the the right throw. Again, the stakes that were involved, the extra innings, all the things that went into it, and a lot of people believe it could have been the greatest baseball game played. It was unbelievable. This was an easy this was an easy vote for me. See, I thought it was tougher because it's still Michael Jordan's last shot in a Bulls uniform. He's still winning a game in the final 10 seconds. It's one of the greatest played last couple of minutes in an NBA
2: Finals game. It is, but you'd had a a handful of rings prior to that. I mean... This is a 108-year drought. Yes. We weren't drinking with the owner of the the, uh, Bulls uh, after after game four,
0: After game six, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm just telling you, the whole thing, like, it just was amazing. It was an amazing thing. I can't even imagine if it was my favorite team, but... The whole thing was magical. It was just a magical event. And we went to, what, three games? Three games in the World Series?
0: Two we, or no, three? No, we went to... I, uh, I thought it was I three. Went to, I went to five. I was at one, two. I was at every game in Cleveland. I was lucky. I went to one, two, six, and seven. So I thought you did, too. Didn't you go to every game in Cleveland? Maybe I missed one of them. Why would you miss one? I don't know. I, but I, I'm not being You were there with me doing them. the show. Why would you not go to one of the games? I'm sure I did. Yeah, I think you went yeah. to four. So I went to one, two, four, seven, and I went to um, the middle home game. Uh, so that would be four with my mom, and they lost that one. I still have the ticket stubs, uh, two of them. I have two of them for the, the game seven. Yeah, and then the, the, the footnote is that flying back for game six, you sat next to? Uh, Jim Tomey. Mhm.
2: Indian legend. The nicest guy on the planet. Certainly nicer conversation I had with him than I do with you. Well,
0: that's not nice. Well, I'm just saying he was like ridiculously nice. That's why they call him Gentleman Jim? Yeah. What do they call you? Not Gentleman Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then then the trip home after the win. Yeah, that's the thing. I yeah. mean the whole thing. Well, someone asked me we we just we're doing our 25 year. Uh, ESPN thing uh, and someone with good karma brands asked me as we reminisced 25 years of ESPN 1000 they asked me what like is your greatest what's the most memorable moment at ESPN 1000 that night is my greatest moment I would would say the same thing yeah and and then like so I had the we had the bucket list item of watching the Cubs win the World Series and then thanks to David Flom and he, he had a buddy who had a private jet he got us home to do our show the next day on his friend's private jet.
2: And we had to do the Erlacher
0: show that day, right? Yeah, right. we were at, at Ditka's yeah. with Erlacher and Ditka I thought, or was Ditka no, not there? It was Dick only was, it was at
2: Arlington, right? Or was at the and, racetrack?
0: Yeah. Ditka. And I remember like Restaurant. what people did the fans and again, this is the testament to the fans that we have. Like I remember there were a couple of like newspapers that I did not get wasn't able to get and I mentioned it people came that day because those are the commemorative ones to drop off because they bought extras yeah. so I could have commemorative the commemorative Tribune, Daily Herald and Sun Times newspapers dropped them off at Ditka's where yeah. we were broadcasting hey Sylvie here I heard you say that you got because we, I, we didn't get in till like 7 in the morning I yeah. think I slept till noon and everywhere I went they were all sold out Hungover. Oh, like, totally I hung went, over like so we were and we hammered. were hammered this is the night where it, in Cleveland, like because it rained, after the Cubs had won, it poured at like three in the morning in Cleveland. Flights were delayed, so all the flights were delayed, and if there was ever a time to have a ground halt on on planes, it's a night that you're on a private jet, yeah, so we're a big one too, not a small yeah, one yeah, it was a good, good, good one. size one, so we're on a private jet with someone from Tito's will not we wasn't yes, there Carmen's some... buddy wasn't it Carmen's buddy we were with I think so and so we had an endless supply of Tito's on the plane yeah after the cubs, my cubs had just won the world series and i'm just pounding tito's oh yeah you were slurring like a madman and people when... were drawing
2: bad pictures on other people's faces that had passed out nothing to do with it no you I, didn't I, have anything I, to do with that
0: and then when we got home You drove me home. You were sober. And you drove me home and I was so drunk that I have a four-digit alarm code. I forgot the code. Forgot it. Forgot a code. And I set off my alarm and everybody was sleeping at home at 630 in the morning.
2: Well, you know, it was a world (laughs)
0: championship.
2: It's a world championship. They have to understand. Yeah. And then a couple days later, Miggy comes on the show and tells us what Miggy tells us. So I'm
0: like, Miggy, you just had that big hit in the, in the, in the 10th inning. Without, that, without you, they don't win.
6: And that's why he is my least favorite Cub oh, of all
0: time oh, because man. of that interview. They don't win game seven without Miggy.
6: Least favorite Cub.
0: Grand Slam, game one, NLCS. And you're worried about what he said on this show? Listen, for the show, he's my favorite unappreciative. You oh. just won the
6: World
3: Series and you're, you're bitching about You're
6: unappreciative and you're bitching about playing time the next day. He won you a game
2: 7 yes. and
3: you don't appreciate that. Honestly, if Joe Madden would have played him more, they probably would have won in 4. Right. <laughs> Swapped. <Swept. laughs>
2: it's a fun list, but for me there was no doubt where I was going with this. And th- and again, I mean, it was, you know, a personal experience, so it was much higher on my list yes. maybe than you would
3: have thought. Yes. I thought we we're going to go Bartman get out of here.
0: I can't believe it. Here of all places. Damon's doing the Cubs game tonight. He's the local broadcaster for Toronto. Um, All right, coming up next, uh, speaking of local broadcasters, one is returning, but did the Orioles make him do something in order to return? It's very interesting in this story on what happened. We'll uh, get you updated on the Kevin Brown situation next. Guys, I love my friends over at Window Nation. I have uh, replaced my windows in the kitchen, my master bedroom, and the kids' rooms. And most recently, I went back and replaced the windows in the living room. So glad I did. I've saved money in the long term and in the short term. And you can, too. I have saved 30% on my energy bills year over year. That's right, with new energy-efficient windows from Window Nation. Call them and do the same. I urge you to do the same at 86690nation 86690nation or go to windownation.com right now they've got a great deal 50% off all windows any style window bows bays double hung sliders 50% off and still For two years, you've got no payments, no down payment, no interest payment for two full years. My guy, Alan Favada, their sales manager, he's going to take care of you. He's going to educate you in the process, tell you what you need and what you don't need. Eight six six ninety nation Window Nation has installed over 2 million windows, and they value you, the customer. They're a family-owned business. They do things the right way. So what are you waiting for? Do what I did. Call Window Nation, 866-90-NATION, or go to windownation.com.
2: Hey, you ready for new sports bar experience? Check out one of the newly remodeled Club Hawthorne Betting Bars in Crestwood, Joliet, Villa Park, or in a dozen locations throughout Chicagoland. Find your spot at hawthornebettingbars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help.
1: Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for
0: Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you remember Kevin Brown, the Orioles broadcaster, was suspended for a couple weeks for saying nothing more than giving facts about the Orioles' ineptitude in years past and how they turned it around this year, and they've done well against the Rays at the Trop. That's what he was accentuating. He was accentuating their positive turnaround and how they were doing well and comparing it to years past. And he was taken off the air for that, and everyone's rallied around him. Uh, All the broadcasters saying it's, it's shameful what Orioles management did. Kevin Brown is back today for the Orioles. He tweeted, and it was very interesting the way he tweeted. And I thought Tyler hit it on the head. The first tweet sounds very much like a broadcaster or Kevin Brown would sound. This is is a good tweet. O's fans, I'm a storyteller and never want to be a part of the story. The most compelling story in baseball right now is the story of the league-leading Baltimore Orioles. The best, most exciting young team in the American League. Look at that. Nothing wrong with that. You never want to be a part of the story. This whole thing is sort of stonk. And this is about the Orioles. Let's move on. You know, whatever. But then these tweets, it's almost like they made him copy and paste this. (laughs) Or it's almost like they took his keyboard and had him. And let me read this. He wrote, unfortunately... Recent media reports have mischaracterized my relationship with my adopted hometown Orioles. The fact is that I have a wonderful relationship with the organization and our ownership in front office has fully supported me since 2019 when he first came aboard. I ask that everyone disregard the distracting noise of the past few days. I've worked closely with O's Senior Vice President Greg Bader for the past four years and John Angelos, and I have a solid dialogue based on mutual respect. We are all good here in Birdland. I'm proud to be an Oriole and call Baltimore home, and there is no place in baseball I'd rather be now and for the long haul. Go O's.
2: Kevin, blink twice if you're being held against your will.
0: That's what it sounds like. That Like that's what it seems
2: like my guess and i and i i think i heard you say a little bit earlier that he's getting some you know some mild re- you know resistance from others saying hey wait a second cuz there was a a rally cry unlike a lot you know like unlike you see well, and i wonder whether or not there are going to be some people that on social media speak out and go wait a second that sounds like you've just delivered the Orioles." you know, message for
0: them. Right. Like what they did, like I think the New York Post, I think it was. Um, yeah, it's the New York Post who wrote the article. They have a problem with the line about the mischaracterization of my relationship. Like what was mischaracterized?
2: I don't know. They they, they suspended him for basically bringing you facts about, like you said, their struggles in Tampa against the Rays over the course of the previous several years. And he was basically just bringing you the information that was provided by the Orioles game notes. So
0: the whole thing is weird. Yep. As we cross-talk with with Tyler and Meller, and it's brought to you by our great friends at Steinhoffel's, I go to the one in Vernon Hill's. And uh, we will finalize our order shortly, and I will get everything for you guys and for my home. Well, uh, what what do you guys think nice. of this story quickly before you take to the air? I mean, I,
6: it looks kind of like what you alluded to, but it looks like that first tweet is his, but the rest of it, it doesn't feel like it. It, it seems very scripted and drawn out. And like when you're putting in phrases like O's, SVP, Greg Bader, like, I don't know. That felt very company line-ish to me.
3: Valor? I would add, if you don't want to be part of the story, I don't need all the additional tweets, right? Well it so. definitely feels like the first one would suffice. Let's move on. I don't like being part of the story. That's not my job. That's not my gig here. But then all the additional stuff uh, doesn't doesn't really uh, smell right in
0: Denmark, if you know what I mean. The good stuff. So these guys will be uh, coming your way here in just a matter of moments. Don't forget, full day of Bears coverage tomorrow. Uh, So it begins for us, 8 a.m. tomorrow. A a historic kickoff. Yes, a historic pregame with uh, Bleck and Abdallah at 8. We will be live at Soldier Field then at 10 o'clock. Joniak and Thayer at noon. Full slate of postgame activities tomorrow. Uh, Be listening all day on your home for the Chicago Bears. ESPN 1000. Great work today by Tom Thayer who joined us. Meller and um, Tyler, thank you. They're coming up next. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend.